This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. And one of the ways we do that is bring you resources that are a little bit on the periphery of what we do, but paramount to our success, both in the insurance industry as well as life in general. And so today is one of those days. We have with us our guest, Mr. Michael Charles, and he is going to talk to us about the importance of credit in our business. And I understand that we're all going to be like, yeah, we know how important credit is, but do you though? Do you really? And do you know how to fix things when maybe they don't go quite the way that you think they should? I think anybody out there knows that debt is an epidemic in our country right now. They know that you can be solicited for anywhere between three and five credit card offers before you ever get to learn where your mailbox is on a college campus. And when you leave, you're going away with two years worth of salary in student loans at a bare flipping minimum, and that's how you're starting your adult life. How are you going to buy a house? How are you going to buy a car? Not even about whether or not you can get approved. How are you going to afford to pay for that stuff? Because you don't realize how deep you're digging the hole until you realize the more you dig, the deeper you get, and you just can't get out by digging down. So we're going to get into some of those strategies today and talk about what that looks like. Because after all, in the insurance industry, we are financial services professionals. We need to know these things, but we also need to make sure we're not riding dirty because if we are, we don't get carrier contracts. We can, In some cases, it could cost us our license. So Michael, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and your company and then we'll roll from there. All right. All right. Definitely. Um, hey, my name is Michael Charles. My company is called uh, RSC Credit Freedom Solutions, where we focus on educating and uh, allowing the community to be informed on debt and credit and, and as a whole, and also the opportunities and the ability to leverage credit, um, not only for a personal gains, but also for business. So as as you you know start a new business, the opportunities to be able to expand without needing a lot of capital is a position that you can take with credit. And also on the personal end, credit also allows you to uh, advance indoors that you may be limited to with bad credit. So being able to repair your credit is something that's very important and something that you would want to uh, take a look to and take action in. And it, I come across a lot of people that 
really feel and believe that repairing your credit is actually a hoax that you can't it can't be done but in reality your credit itself can be repaired there are federal guidelines that advise that your credit uh, report and your credit scores uh, should be accurate amongst all three credit bureaus and uh, again i help educate individuals on those type of things so you see this stuff all the time. Believe it or not, we do too. And if you're not out there as a producer, those of you listening, talking to your clients about the importance of having clean financials and good credit, you're missing a huge opportunity in the hard market that we have right now. And mm -hmm. the more that we dive into the hard market in the insurance industry, the more that the underwriters focus on your ability to pay the premium as much as they do um, whether or not they want to underwrite the risk of your business. So it used to be limited to like professional liability, maybe directors and officers coverage, people who were dealing with mergers and acquisitions. And that's simply not the case anymore. If you don't believe me, why is there a credit component to an insurance score, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I had an account last uh, week or two ago that came through that I went in to try to quote it with a couple of carries and it got kicked for Financials. So it's, I mean, it's, it's big, especially like you said, with the hardened market and people, you know, looking for other options. Yeah. And I mean, look, made plenty of mistakes in my early 20s and we'll never make those same mistakes again. Very uh, much dude, credit cards way down best. that. Yeah. Way down the way down that road. But, you know, I think that a lot of times people, we make those mistakes when we're younger and, and we can talk about the reasons why. But, Nobody's thinking about where am I going to be 10 years from now when you're sitting there, you know, just racking up Uber Eats <laughs> on your Citibank visa, you know, getting it delivered to the dorm or whatever, whatever you're doing with it. And then you wake up one morning and you realize compound interest works against you just the same as it does for you. So, you know, what, what am I really going to do? And I mean, I think there's a lot because of the types of people that we see. Um, in commercial insurance specifically where they're, you know, we may get a call from a guy who owns a landscape company and he wants to expand. So we're talking to them about what it's going to look like as they grow, how their premium is going to change, what it's going to look like from an auto insurance standpoint and all of that. Well, if that guy doesn't have good credit, how's he really going to be able to grow effectively, right? He's not going to be going out and getting SBA loans. He's not going to be able to go out and get vehicle financing, at least mm -hmm. not with reasonable rates. So he's going to end up getting stuck buying what he can afford to pay cash for or just be get such horrible terms that it's counterproductive for, for him to do it. But he, say he goes out and buys what he can afford in cash, it's probably not going to be as reliable of a vehicle. It's going to be out of service half the time. And he's done himself more of a disservice than a help and it's based on the fact that some bad decisions were made earlier in life. And, you know, I know there's legislation around how long things can stay on five years, seven years, all of that, but that's not always the case, right? Sometimes it doesn't fall off. Sometimes, you know, there's inaccuracies and all of that. And I'm just interested from, from your perspective, Michael, you know, working with people to do this, what are some of the things that you see that probably could have been avoided early just by somebody making the right life choices. And then I want to get into what happens if you didn't make the right life choices. How can you engage to figure out how to start cleaning this stuff up? As far as where um, things that could have happened, that, that things that you could have done to avoid uh, getting in those positions, it definitely by being organized and understanding uh, credit as a whole and understanding the usage of credit does impact you. 
a lot of people, like you said, get approved. Uh, you know, before you even get to college, you get all these letters in the mail for credit cards. You start applying, you start using it, not understanding that impacts your utilization and which is 35% of your credit score. And before you even know it, you're in, you know, deep debt that you are now fighting against the grain to try to get yourself out. And uh, as you stated before, compound interest works against you as it does work uh, for you. When it comes to really getting yourself prepared, it's really understanding it as a whole. Again, understanding the dis different concepts of it, understanding what utilizations are, understanding what inquiries, how inquiries impact your score, how your age of credit impacts your scores, applying for new cards, applying for new credit as a whole, um, and also what it you know what things. Uh, what lenders, what insurance companies, and also even renting, like you are now impacted, your credit also impacts your rentability. So when they look at your approvability in certain areas, your 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 score is is considered in that in that area. So having a deep understanding of that is very important. Yeah, and let's just let's face it, the uh, school system doesn't do a very good job of making sure the <laughs> average person has any level of education whatsoever about financial responsibility before we give them a diploma and wish them the best. It's so It's so crazy, man. But you know what? There's other issues with that too, man. It's not just there. I mean, I, I feel like there needs to be, and there probably is some level of nonprofit that's involved in doing this. But think about our military too, man. Think about the number of people who left high school with no formal education on finance, and they immediately enlist in the military, and they, they're gone for four years, right? At least at a bare minimum serving in the military. And mm -hmm. now they've started their adult life and more than likely have real money coming in relative to what they were making at a part-time job during school or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I know there's a problem with a lot of military people who get heavily in debt right out of the box. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a resource for them, right? And so talk a little bit about that, Michael. How do you help? Let's just say, let's just go ahead and say, look, shouldn't open a bunch of credit cards, number one. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. If I were given this advice, the first thing I would say is don't get shiny object syndrome because <laughs> it, it, look, I know this is my podcast. You can tell me if I'm wrong or not. I won't be offended by that. But mm -hmm. part, part of part of my thought process is, you know, you get these college kids and I'm going to call them kids, even though they're adults because they're still in school, mm -hmm. but they get to school and they get, you know, they get that first card. And then next thing you know, they get an offer that's got a little bit better of a you know, a teaser on it that you can get. Oh, but if you sign up for this, you can get this. The next thing you know, they sign up for another one and another one. They don't understand that they're doing themselves significant damage with the number of inquiries they have inside a short period of time, how new all of that credit is. Like, I don't think that if, you know, for my kids, when they go to school, I don't know that they need more than one card. Like, I think they should have one for an emergency. We're a cash-based household for the most part. Um, it's mm -hmm. honestly only been in like the last two years that I've even had credit cards myself. I don't, I just don't use credit. I've yeah. always paid cash because of the stupid crap I did in my twenties. My yeah. problem is and we'll get into this too, but my problem was because I had no credit, <laughs> good luck with getting anything. You know, I can't go out and get, or I can now, but I couldn't go out and get a loan to expand my business. If I wanted to get, you know, to buy a building instead of rent, I wasn't going to get approved for any of that stuff because yeah. it wasn't because I had bad, bad credit at this stage of my life. I had none. No. No and either way, it's going to be the same end result. It's more expensive for me not to have it. So, you know, we have to figure out how do we bridge teaching people to have, you know, that credit, if used correctly, is right. 
to not overusing it and not trying to build it too fast because trying to get into the game too fast has just as much damage as if you go in the wrong wrong way and, and overutilize. 100%. Um, and right now, that is very true. Like you said, you're you're just offered so much uh, credit um, everywhere you go, even going to the mall. Everywhere you go, you go shopping during uh, Macy's, JCPenney's, all the uh, sports store, they all have individual credit score. And you're going around, you're like, oh, snap, you know, let me go ahead and buy this. Let me go ahead and use mm -hmm. credit do this and they they again the shiny object you get 20 percent off you get 30 percent off if you sign up now not knowing again like you said you're you're pretty much just putting yourself in, into a, a hole that you're not aware of at that moment you have to be forward thinking when you are applying for car for credit and when you're going through you own you really only need about two or three credit cards uh keeping that limit you know limited is very important and it allows you to be uh, allows you to organize your your your, your expenses a lot more easier Versus you just getting, you know, an individual sports card, uh, individual uh, shopping card and so forth. Right. So, you know, keeping, you know, keeping your credit availability limited by having not having too many cards, paying your bills on time. That's very important. Um, um, understanding uh, the your, your statement due date and your actually payment date, due date and how that is reported on your credit and also not being over leveraged by applying for too much new credit. You can actually avoid having to apply for new cards by calling your current credit card companies and asking for um, higher limits on those already established cards that you have on your profile. So let's say, for instance, you, you, you sign up for your initial card, you, you're approved for $500, right? Which is usually the average initial uh, offer, right? Instead of going in and trying to get another card, just call that company once your income increases. You can call that company and advise, hey, I've you know I've uh, started making a little bit more money. Uh, can I go ahead and get a credit limit increase? And the only reason I would advise, you know, using credit for things is because of the leverage that you can get from certain credit cards. Not all cards, but some cards offer cashback guarantees, right? Offer points that you get. So if you are normally shopping and you're spending $200, $300 on shopping, right? You can use certain cards that give you those point values. And uh, as long as you use it as a debit card, which is, all, which is how I always recommend it. So once you use that card, you pay it off by the end of the month or you pay a, a, a big chunk of it before the end of the month. So you don't have that much overlaying debt on your history. You get points. Points, you basically get paid for for shopping mm -hmm. so and that's yeah. one way that's a powerful tool of using credit or leveraging credit sorry i, I hate you saying using credit because when people use credit they get to that point to just consume debt and having a consumer mindset is what really puts us into that place. You have to put, you have to be str strategic, sorry, strategic in how you apply for cards and how you utilize your credit. And if it comes to a point to where you start seeing negative things on your report or your credit as, as a whole, you have the power to dispute it. You have the power to dispute errors on your credit. So if they, you know, the bureaus, they make mistakes and you can have, and you can have that corrected. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, man, where what, what originally had me open my mind back up to having any kind of credit cards at all was the fact I missed so many flipping Marriott points from being on the road as much as I did traveling. Yep. That's a big deal, man. Like I, I ended up racking up like three and a half million Marriott points last year, just because I was able to take advantage of having their American express card mm -hmm. and tying that into everything that I was doing with my travel, because for every buck I spent at Marriott, I got six points. If I right. spend it on their on their deal. So what does that really translate to? Well, I can tell you 
uh, number one, it translates to the fact that I'm taking my family to yeah, I'm taking my sure. family to to uh, the Bahamas for spring yeah. break and staying at the COVID Atlantis in two rooms that I didn't pay a dime for. That if I were to buy that vacation based on where we're staying and the quality, the level of the room we got would have been over ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Right? Well, yeah, I didn't. I'm not paying for that. I used points have you been for there that before. That place is wild. It's yeah, like, I've not it's, been there. It's People huge, have, man. It's like yeah. so, it's so, it took me a damn 20 minutes to get from my room down to the pool. <laughs> yeah. So where we're staying is a little different because it's in the back part of it. So it's got a private beach and a private pool. We don't go to the okay. We're not gonna go to the main area that's got gonna be over, hopefully uh anyhow overly crowded. Um, which is what we're the not gonna why go hang out happen. with all those normies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's more about the fact I just have a harder time keeping track of, of my kids when there's that many people around. I want to make sure For that sure. I know where they're at. But um, you know, but same thing. The other thing is too, you need a certain amount of cash on hand to run a business. And if I'm eating into my cash by using my business debit card to spend thousands of dollars a week to be on a trip somewhere, you know, I need the ability to to have my cash when I need my cash. So being able mm-hmm. to I don't want to say play the float because it already sounds like we're scheming credit again. That's not the case, but uh, you know, I need to be able to go into a, uh, go in somewhere and know that I'm not depleting the money I need out of the budget for other things just because I'm there. Because many times when I'm on a paid speaking, a gig or whatever else, I don't even get that check until several weeks after, or at the very earliest when I, when I get up there. So, you know, I need to be able to let somebody else's money do that so I can keep my money in the business if I'm going to pay it. The other thing too is just a lot of the insurance and protections that you get by using a card. Specifically, you know, I get a ton with American Express, but mm-hmm. I feel a lot more comfortable when I'm renting a car or right, you know, a golf cart in Key West or whatever, knowing I've got built-in coverage protection because I use the, the Amex to do that, right? So that's all we have. I mean, we have just like you said, we have two. I mean, I have a Macy's card and an Amex. That's it. Yeah, and, I'm kind of the same way, man. I've I've really limited it down. I somehow I ended up with three MX cards, one for Delta, one for Marriott, and a gold card. But I pretty much use predominantly just the the only time I use the Delta card is if I'm booking on Delta because I max the miles out there. And then I'll use the gold card for more everyday stuff if I'm gonna use it because that one gives more points on average across all your purchases, but Man, Marriott's got a great deal with theirs. I mean, mm-hmm. you just you can't touch the deal. It, it's it's all about finding those deals and and um and and utilizing it. And again, you know, you know what is credit? If I was asked what is credit, sales credit is the ability to borrow money uh, or access goods and services with the intention uh, and the understanding that you're going to pay it back. So if you do that, that's the proper way of using it, and with the with the understanding that it's your responsibility to pay it back. And once you get in that habit and you create that positive habit, then you actually are in a place really where you can take advantage of the benefits that that, that come with those uh, Marriott credit cards, the American Express points that you get for traveling and so forth. So, yeah, and it's funny you don't even feel it. Like with my with my gold card, I couldn't even begin to tell you how many points I have aggregated. I never check it, but mm-hmm. I could probably go buy some pretty cool stuff with it. You know. Yeah. Um, Probably need to look into that at the end of the year. And this is something I've I've told, you know, told some individuals before where let's say here's, here's an example of how you would be able to use 
is, uh, let's say, the American Express Gold Card or the Blue Card even because they also give you uh, 4X points. If you're a renter, some rental properties have portals to where you can actually pay your rent with a credit card. There is a small fee to that, maybe like a 2% fee from some from what I've seen. But if you have a credit card that's giving you 4%, you pay that 2% up front. By the end of the year, uh, de depending on what your payments are for your for your rent, you'll have thousands of points rack, racked up by the end of the year. Um, you know, sometime in average, maybe $1,000 or $2,000. You can use those points now to buy your Christmas gifts. Now you're not stressed at the end of the year to figure out how you're going to buy uh, your kids the gifts for Christmas. You can use your points to do that. I had an old lady that used to work in my deli that did that with Marlboro Miles. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so everybody got the Marlboro jacket or the, like this lady just spoke like two packs a day too. So they those were Marlboro out jackets like are pretty serious too. Yeah, um, making out like a bandit at Christmas dude, time with the Marlboro banded, branded gear. <laughs> this is reminding me. There's a uh, an SNL skit. I believe it's with Steve Martin. My mom actually like played it for me maybe two weeks ago. It's funny, but it's basically like talking about what we're talking about. And, and the, the people that he's talking to are, you know, younger generation. And they're like, okay, so if I want to buy something, but I don't have the money for it yet, what should I do? And he's like, you should wait till you have the money and then you can buy it. And then they keep going and going and they're like, okay, so if I want something really bad, but I don't have the money for it right now, I should still buy it with this credit card and then pay it later, right? And he's like, no, you should buy it if you have the money. <laughs> it's like goes on and on. It's pretty funny. I'll have to look it up and send it over to you. But Well, anyway. and the thing is, truthfully, because of the issues that I had younger in life, I'm very neurotic about it. Like I'll go pay and as soon as it posts, man, yeah, I, I, go, I go too. pay it. She's sure all over that stuff, man. She's she she is for sure neurotic. That's how she rolls. Like that's she's like if it if it if it's in there, she wants to get rid of it. Um, I'm so. with you on that. <laughs> yeah. So so let's let's fast forward a second. Say we didn't know any of this stuff. We're still not responsible enough to go out and do some of the things we're talking about because I I do believe that buying is a psychological issue as much as it is a discipline issue for anything else. It's people want for to reward sure. themselves or they, they can't delay their gratification. Society's taught them you need it now and you can get it now. And here's how yep. and all of that. And I mean, there's a lot of, but you know, again, I see the good with the bad. The thing is, if you don't have the discipline and you don't have if you don't have the safeguards in place for yourself to make sure that you're not going to let it get out of hand again, my advice would be to freaking stay away, right? Like there's a responsible way and a not a responsible way. You got to get that part of it fixed first. But I mean, I go back again and there's a lot of things that if you have, if you show responsible credit history, you can borrow people's money for free. There's plenty of places where you can get artificially low interest rates on auto loans if you qualify. There's a lot of places like uh, on these consumer-driven loans um, where like furniture stores and things like that, where they're going to like that's rooms to go is not a furniture store, man. They're a credit facility, right? <laughs> you can go, you can go to rooms to go, and you can get zero percent interest for like twenty four months. But you better have that bad boy paid off in 24 months, because if you don't, 
and I'm not, let me put a disclaimer on here. I can't specifically say exactly what rooms to go's credit agreement says. I can only say that I've seen retail credit agreements in the past where it's interest free, but if it's not paid off by the time the interest kicks in, they go back and charge you the interest for the money during the time they gave it to you for free mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have like to Kyle's point, you better have the money if you you should have the money if you're going to buy it. But if I'm making, let's say I've got some of that money in an investment vehicle, maybe it's even a mutual fund or something. I don't know why people would be taking money from a mutual fund to buy furniture, but we'll use <laughs> it as the example. Maybe you're making seven, eight points on your mutual fund. Why would you pull it from there when you can leave it there for two years and then like 23 months in, pull the money that you need to pay off for your furniture that way you still continue to make that interest as opposed to pulling out your ability to earn on the money. Cause you know, over the, over the course of two years, 8% is a decent chunk of change, depending on how much, how much money it is. And I, I can't imagine buying a room of furniture for any less than $5,000, probably closer to 10, depending on what you're oh, doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it really benefits the people who are responsible for taking advantage of these incentives. But I, I want to caution everybody and make sure they understand that, if they're doing this, it's because they're making so much money on the other side of it. They can afford to do that to get them into your, get you into their ecosystem. All they want you to do is take out the loan. Our behavior is going to prove what we're going to do one way or the other. And it has to some degree already. That's why they make those offers so aggressive. Yep. yep. And I agree. And it really starts with a mindset. Um, so if you don't have the right mindset, like you said, you should stay away. You, if you have, you're going in with a, um, I like to say a consumer mindset to where all you want to do is, is take, take, take. You don't have the the needs or the uh, resources to back up what you're taking in, then it's all it's only going to be a negative impact on you. And you're just going to just be uh, in that wheel of just revolving debt and you get yourself out and you're back into it again. You get yourself out and you're back into it again. How many people go in and get refinanced uh, refinance uh, to pay off debt and then they're back in it again? I've talked to mortgage lenders before where uh, they said that so many families come back two years later, three years later because they just put themselves back in debt. You have to really start with that mindset shift if you are in bad debt to really just say, you know what, I'm going to do what I need to do to take it, to take myself out of it. Those companies that offer those type of loans to or the, those type of credit, Home Depot's one. I know I was uh, I was involved in that when I first bought my home to where they'll give you 24 months, 0% interest. If you their intent of, as a business is for you not to pay that, you know, within that time frame, um, they'll give you know, they'll give you all the um, information that you need ahead of time. But if you're not paying attention to that, if you're just focused on just getting it, give it to me now. Um, then when that 24 months comes in and, you know, what you paid for, you know, $1,000 now is $2,000, $3,000, and that you're going to continue to be paying for multiple years at that point. So have a game plan, you know, if you're going to go to the furniture store say, and say, okay, I will, you know, um, I'll buy this furniture for $5,000. Um, I will do the math divided by 24 months. This is what I need to do. Even though my minimum payment is $100, I'll make sure I pay $250 every single month to make sure I pay this off within the 24 months. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll set it up to where, you know, it'll, it'll look at like, hey, you're going to pay this off in time. But, you know, if you just pay the minimum payment, you're, you're, you're going to end up having a balance at the end of that uh, cycle.
How did you end up getting into this? Uh, you know, this industry was it something like a, like a personal story that happened, or was it just something you've always kind of been interested in? Talk about that for a minute. It really, I started really when I had to first buy my house. Um, okay. At the end of the day, I was in a position to where um, I, you know, I was twenty six at the time, so just really getting on my feet, getting uh, independent, uh, graduating from college, and needing to get uh structured or get in a position of 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 stability um i i on, at the time i had a an eviction on my credit profile um i had rented out a, a, a home with my sister moved out and left her in there she left it and never paid it and then ended up having an eviction on my profile and i couldn't rent anywhere so i was tired of staying home with mom Tired staying home with people, so I wanted to get a home. And once I started, once I started the adventure of finding a home, the one every every place I went, let's run your credit. And at that point in time, I did not have credit. It's not I had bad credit; I just didn't have any credit. I didn't have anything established, and mm -hmm. I didn't know what I needed to know at that time. So it started. I started researching it and figuring out the the benefits of credit and the things that I need to do and need to have, and also uh, removing that eviction off of my credit report and advising that hey, this is what this was an error. Um, the situation and explaining the situation. This is, shouldn't be applied on my credit report and having that removed. So taking the time to educate myself on that, educating my family um, and uh, actually repairing credit for family members for the next few years is something that I've done was reviewing the report, reading the report and understanding what's on the report and what's the uh, requirements. And this year is the year, uh, sorry, last year was the year that I decided to actually turn it into a business and, and expanding my, my reach and expanding my knowledge on credit uh, to the masses. And uh, it's been a beautiful adventure since then. But I- cool definitely feel like it's uh what a lot like the story itself is a lot what people go through people go through the uh situations of being denied or having closed doors uh, from not just not understanding and not knowing so i rather teach people the the benefits of it and while also letting them know that there is you know risk to it too also yeah you know i think the thing is man when people start getting in financial trouble and that phone starts ringing they feel like that if they just don't answer the call things are going to go away just gets worse right? it's mm -hmm. never going to go away it's mm -hmm. only going to get much 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 worse and so mm -hmm. you know my my advice to anybody that that's going through that and i mean i'm, I'm not talking it as a from somebody who's on the outside looking in i'm talking to somebody who's actually gone through this issue before is just pick up the phone, man. You know, um, Dave Ramsey does a pretty good job of talking about how credit or collection places work in some of his books. Um, and they're going to, they're going to have notes, man. There are, there are probably few industries that have more detailed notes in their CRMs than credit collectors <laughs> because they know what they're going to know what motivates you. If they piss mm -hmm. you off, they're going to say, this is what's going to give them to pay. You know, they're and they'll do that. They'll take jabs at you and you'll be like, yeah, you know, screw you, fine. I'll just go ahead and pay it. Here you go. Well, you know what? Now everybody knows that that's what's going to motivate you to pay your bills. Um, mm. Or if they, you know, they play on your emotional heartstrings and sympathize with you or whatever else. But at the end of the end of the day, they do have the ability to help you get out of your issue. You have to answer the phone. Nobody can help you if you don't talk to them. Yeah, well, let's yeah. assume, let's assume that we didn't do any of that. We didn't answer the phone. And, you know, three, four years ago, we had a blip in the radar, but now we got a great job. We're making good money. You know, we were able to get the majority, if not everything cleaned up in terms of what we owed. But, you know, as we all know, the credit reports still an, an issue. 
Mm-hmm. What what are steps, man? What are the next steps? Do they have to they do they call somebody like Michael and say, Michael, it's time for me to engage your professional expertise? It's obvious to me, you know what you're talking about. I mean, you know mm-hmm. the points that the different cards are are given and everything you've said to this point is accurate as far as I know, as far as what, you know, the specifics of how you dispute things and all of that. But I mean, I, I feel like the average person out there doesn't even know where to start. So I would imagine engaging with somebody that's been doing this, such as yourself, is probably a good first move. How do they do that? Uh, definitely. Uh, easy way to do that, uh, for sure, is to reach out uh, to me. Uh, you can go on my website, uh, rscreditfreedomsolutions.com. Um, there is a, uh, a button there where you can schedule a consultation. It's a free consultation at that, where we can sit down and develop a custom plan for you. So where you can um, be able to be put in the right position to move forward and to take um, take the next step into your your six, six, uh, sorry to the next step into a successful future. Uh, the other way to do that is also to reach out uh, on social media on all platforms. I'm listed as Michael C242. Uh, there's a link there also to where you can also uh, download a free guide. Uh, that free guide will give you the uh, guidance and steps needed to understand credit, to understand the different um, ratios and the different aspects that creditors look for to when they are when you are shopping for credit and or when you are trying to repair your credit, what areas that you need to focus on and resources to help build your credit if you are put into that position. So if you hit on that link and uh, download that guide, that guide will provide those informations. Uh, and you can find that again on my social media sites uh, at Michael C242. Cool. Sweet. And then talk a little bit about what that process looks like, man. Somebody decides they want to reach out. Like, I imagine people are very sensitive, probably embarrassed to some degree. And they're, that's probably a huge objection. I, I shouldn't say objection because it's not really an objection, but it's probably an obstacle for you as somebody who, who teaches people the right way to overcome. Because a lot of the people that are out there probably feel really weird about going to a complete stranger and and asking for help or even engaging with them and sharing something at this at this level i would argue it's probably a lot weirder if you go to somebody you're really close yeah, with yeah i was, I was gonna say problem i'd rather talk right. to a stranger <laughs> yeah but you know what reassurances they have do they have that if they reach out that it's not going to be some some horrible experience for them talk to me about how how you engage with people and why they know it's a safe space for them to seek the answers they need um, first off, everything is secured when it comes to talking to me. And when it comes to any information that I gather from you, I don't directly ask you for your social security number. I don't ask you for anything private. There are affiliates as far as for the like credit monitoring itself, you can sign up for, which is uh, like I- Identity IQ is who I use, which is a, a secure site that uh, provides you know me and you the information that's needed to get your your credit profile analyzed as we communicate obviously i go through and see what are your dreams what are you looking to do and what are what is impacting you and i guide you through again free of charge the the call is 30 minutes we talk through and we go through a process to where we develop a plan and understanding on what can be disputed and what can't be disputed and what can be removed off your credit and what what things that we can do. If it's debt that's bothering you, providing you, uh, you mentioned Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey has a snowball debt payment plan. I developed a, a spreadsheet that actually breaks it down and provides you a direct 
guide to how you would pay off certain debt that you currently have on your profile. So typing those in num numbers in, taking time to work with you on those things is something that I pride myself in doing and would be able to do with anybody that decides to sit down and have that conversation. Um, when we have that conversation, if you decide that, you know, or, or, you know, I give you option, if you would like to sit on a Zoom call like this, uh, we can actually sit face to face. And I feel like sometimes having a face to a um, to talk to is a lot easier and a lot, lot, a lot more trusting in a sense. It would be awesome if when you got on a Zoom, you were like that dark, shadowy figure with voice that sounds like this when you're talking. <laughs> it would be awesome. Hundred percent. I can't let you see you somewhere. I, I, I can find it. <laughs> like the witness protection stuff in movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, what we miss, man? man? What we miss, Michael? Um, nothing really. I feel like you guys really hit on, but I, I love your perspective on, on utilizing, uh, credit, but you using it in a way to where you're responsible. Uh, that's definitely very key. And again, that's something I really like to focus on is being responsible with it, especially if you're a business owners, um, you know, and obviously if you have a successful business, uh, you likely already have that mindset already. Um, so in, in all areas, really just developing that. And if you would like to be successful, I feel like you should also work on getting that mindset in place. 100%. One more time for the people at home, give them the website, tell them how to find you, and then we're going to go ahead and wrap up. All right. RSC Credit Freedom Solutions is where you can find me. The names for the social media is Michael C242. There you go. RSC Credit Freedom Solutions. Freedom Solutions. And you're saying RSC. There you are. Yep. RSC. And where are you located, man? Uh, in Florida. Dude, you're right across the flipping bay, dude. We're in Tampa. Tampa? Oh, man. I'm on the East Coast. I'm uh, Space Coast. Oh, are you? I saw St. Pete was listed on the site. I figured that's where you were. but um... Yeah, yeah. But that's where the main office is at. But, you know, I you know, live on the East Coast with the family. Okay, cool deal. Cool. Sounds good, man. Well, if you're ever over this way. Holler and let me know. Everybody else, get your stuff in order if you got it jacked up. It's not that hard. You just have to be willing to start. do it. You got to. It's start, like right? me, man. I'm I'm fat. I need. I know. I know. I need to be in the gym. There's no magic pill that's going to get me unfat. Yeah, there is. I just it's need so to zippy. take the first step, man. And yep. you know, I, I see that meme that comes out every year at the beginning of the year that shows like the fat sweaty guy on the treadmill. It says, don't ever make fun of an overweight person at the gym. They're doing something about their problem. Kind of the same thing. We're still at the first part of the year. This would be a great way for you guys to get out and make 2024 a year to turn things around and, and get back on the right track because the industry is booming in the insurance industry. And, you know, there's a lot of room for acquisition and everything else. You got to be able to be able to pull the trigger though. And if you're not in that kind of a position, you're going to miss out. And we've talked about all of the things that it costs you in terms of, you know, points and vacations and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, nothing's more expensive than a missed opportunity. And, yep. you know, if you have the opportunity to buy an agency, they could double your revenue by a million, you know, from a million to two million and you can't because you can't get the financing. It's not worth it. So pick up the phone, go online, do what you need to do, take care of your business. You're in good. You're you're in good company. I mean, trust me. I 
I had an awesome stereo system that I probably paid $7,392 for because I put it on a Citibank card and let it ride for about five years. So <laughs> just, just know, been there, done that. Everybody, we'll catch you next time. Michael, thank you so much time for taking time out of your day and uh, look forward to uh, hearing a lot of positive stories of people who reach out and are able to get back on the right track, even though I'm sure they're not going to call and say, hey, David, my credit was jacked up, but thanks. They're not going to tell me that. <laughs> I just know it's going to happen. So thanks for spending time, brother. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Take care. Amen. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes, and our website, killingcommercial.com. <laughs>